Welcome to FacingMelsMusic.com podcast featuring some of the most heartwarming stories from musicians all around the world on FacingMelsMusic.com. A very warm welcome to Facing Mel's Music. This is Mel Golding, and I have two very, very special guests who are a group together. They are working together. I have the Eric Walker, who is a child star actor from Star Wars, which is huge. And then I've got Buddy Mix, who is uh, the partner, and you've been working. You're the partner in crime, aren't you, now, together? How long have you been working together, actually? It's been quite, yeah. Recently, right? We are. We've. Yeah. <laughs> and I know each other. We go way back, but yeah, it's interesting. Our story is interesting because okay. Buddy was my vocal uh, instructor back in the eighties. He's a vocal mm. teacher and the many man of many talents. And uh, we just recently, you're right. We just recently started working together. This is our second album. And who knew? We've known each other for thirty years, but we just started working with each other recently. So, yeah, it just uh, we like suddenly discovered between us something that actually works. We've tried so many different things. We did a little TV uh, episode, and we've tried writing scripts together and movies and all that. And then finally, we hit on this musical chord, and it's like, oh, this works. So nice. and it, and it feels magical every time we work uh, together. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the combination of us as a duel, as, mm. uh, it just seems to work and there's a little bit of magic in all of our songs. I, I can't mm. explain it. I guess it was meant to be, so. Yeah. Isn't it incredible that you can know each other for so long and literally you just, it clicks later and then you start working together. It's bizarre, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, can, you, can you remember the first time that that actually happened? When, where were you? What happened when you actually decided, listen, this is working. What actually happened? What's the story there? Is there a, is there a little story there well, you got there? I I, well, I think what it was was I, I kept having people uh, listen to my music. And before I, yeah. I started working with ACM Buddy Mix, um, mm. I had released three other instrumental albums that did fairly yes. well. In fact, one of them was in, in London on the, mm-hmm. on the UK uh, iTunes charts. It was yes. top 40. Yeah. And uh, people kept saying, wow, your music is... I like it, but it would, why don't you have a singer sing some of it? Because some of this sounds like it has some yes. lyrics. Someone sing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Buddy was working on Buddy's a constant musician and artist. He's always writing mm-hmm. music, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had helped him. I was helping him with some of his marketing and advertising. And I mm-hmm. said, well, I have all these songs. You know, in fact, Buddy challenged me one year to write a song a week and teach people on YouTube. Yeah, how I write songs. So for 52 weeks, I wrote one song a week on YouTube and showed people how I write, compose my music. Fair and nice. I, I and and I just over the years, I I just can't stop. It's like you know, I, I knew friends. I had friends that were friends with Prince and how he records and does something every day. I got to get on my mm-hmm. keyboard over here and I got to do something creative every day. So I have thousands and thousands of songs I've written over the last decade. Amazing. I started sending them to Buddy and he goes, "Oh, that sounds great. I could do something with that." And so Buddy's okay. contribution is the lyrics, mm-hmm. writing the vocal melody, and it just matches mm-hmm. with the music I compose. I just, like mm-hmm. I said, it's like something magical happening. Mm-hmm. So what do you mm-hmm. think? Uh, I, I, I remember I was in town. I was in Los Angeles because, you know, I live out here in North Carolina, Western North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I came into town. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I, you know, of course, Eric and I are such longtime friends. I said, do you mind if I come over and hang out in your pad for a week, save some hotel money? Anyway, he said, yeah, sure, come on over. 
And uh, then he said, you know, I've got some tracks while you're here. Why don't we work on them? Hmm. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but that was the moment that I said, oh, that's a great idea. So then we got together and now we're into our third album. <laughs> yep, we're on our third album. And what's interesting is that our, that our flow, it just works. Um, this last, he was out here for a week and we re- recorded eight songs in one week. Yep, yep. That's incredible. So it's not like we're composing all the music in, in one week, yeah. you know, but the other yeah. part of it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So actually, in terms of, okay, three albums, so how long did that actually take you to put together? Uh, well, the, music, the music takes a little bit longer, but yeah. the part that where vo- Buddy comes in with the vocal stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we'll do an album in about two weeks uh, okay. on, on the vocal and the lyric side. Right. Yeah. The yeah, music I, itself. Yeah. Go ahead. I come in yeah. and Eric has composed this beautiful, lush track yeah. right. with, a, with a real, you know, solid yeah. rhythm. To it. Yes. And yes. I just I'll, I'll walk around the mall with my headphones on, thinking about what he's done. And sometimes okay. he'll have he'll have a title for the track as an instrument yeah. piece, and that yeah. will be the emphasis of the flow and why it is that I'm discussing okay. discussing in the song. Okay. Uh, the last album that we're doing, more of the titles that he came up with, I think, are I, I'm using to inspire something to write about. Where the okay. other okay. It wasn't as much, but now he's writing these uh, beautiful titles that just sent into an imaginary word, word realm and, you know, painting pictures. So it's, it's working out real great. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely wonderful because it is, it's, it, you know, everyone writes differently and sometimes words come first and then sometimes music comes first and there's no actual order, is there really? Um, but in this case, I mean, Eric, you were, you've been composing and I heard some of your stuff um, uh, before, Tangier Dream? Yes, Tangier Dream yeah. was my first one. Yes, album, yeah. that was your first one, and I heard that. And it's it's very it's quite atmospheric actually. And it's 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 got some lovely tones and it's got some great stuff going on there. And of course, what's happened is you've you've worked with Buddy Mix over here and it's gone into a new direction, I feel. It's a slightly there's a new direction going on here, and there's a lot of Michael, we've been just been talking about Michael Jackson. There's a lot of tones in there, throwback from the 80s. You've got a bit of David Bowie in there as well. I can hear all of this. Yeah. And um, they, were, they were big um, yeah. Well, yes, of course, absolutely. And what I love is that I just love that you're keeping it alive as well, you know. I mean, that, that's great because people are writing all sorts of stuff, but it's when you're still writing in that style today of back then, you know, because I mean, for me personally, I, I guess you too as well. I mean, some of the best stuff, I think it's great. It was a great era for music. Well, the, other, the other aspect of it is we're wrapping this in an alien mm. character who has, yes. come, who has come to earth, this character from Alpha Centauri, who's yeah. come to earth to find Eric's original character, <laughs> Mace, um, yes. because he disappears uh, from the airwaves. And so he's got to come back to earth to find him. And uh, that's what interesting story that we're starting to evolve and create. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about because ACM, what does that stand for? Alpha Centauri Man. Okay, and it comes from the planet Centaurus in the Alpha Centauri system, right? Yep. Yep. Right. Okay, and what I love is it's from the future, was sent back to team up with Eric Walker. Uh, Yes. I love it. (laughs) It's fantastic. Sirius is involved. Okay. The, right. uh, planet, the, planet, the planet system Sirius is involved. One okay. of the new songs that we're working on is uh, about that. It's about, you know, yeah. our love 
uh, I came to see you from Sirius. You know, this is serious love. <laughs> oh, very clever play on words. Yeah. <laughs> Double meaning there. It's great, you know, and looking at the, your, let's just look at a couple of the songs here. Um, and I am going to play them, by the way. Thank you. Okay. So chaos. Let's look at chaos. What you ask for You might end up sorry you did Be careful What you're creating In the way you want the world to live As I look I see so much beauty Around me in this world's variety chaos and mm-hmm. that originally was a track that i was working on with michael jackson but then he yes. passed away yes. but it, it totally changed direction with michael the song was called mm-hmm. world so it was just a totally different take it was, and, it was called one world did you say yeah, yeah. oh so interesting fantastic. and it was basically talking about how you know bringing the world together and living yeah. in peace and harmony type of thing which is yes michael's alley yes and buddy acm got a hold of it and flipped it so, go ahead, buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, the one world thing that's been 
on yeah. everybody's mind, you know, one world, new order, one new world order. Yeah. To, me, to me, I was um, too defined and, and it's too uh, encompassing in everyone's lives. And I, th- I think that we have people in India and Africa and Europe and America, and we're all different Latinos. And yes. So it's sort of this beauty of the beautiful thing of, about life is that there's such a nation, so much chaos going on. Yes. You know, that when you see a flower, when you see the birds flying through the sky and they're doing these patterns, it looks very chaotic, but it's very beautiful. When mm. you see the aura borealis, you know, it mm. looks very chaotic, you know, but that's mm. that chaotic, that chaotic um, yeah. energy, energy, yeah. I think is really beautiful. And yes, we should, we should embrace each other's differences rather than try to mold everyone to the same, yes. same uh, character. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just wrote that down actually because it's about. It feels like it's about embracing diversity and celebrating yeah. and bringing yeah. it together. And um, well, yeah, even in, even in the Star Wars movies, actually, um, I just remember all the aliens kind of represent that. You know, they're different colonies, different you know race, different everything, but being together. And it feels like that that's kind of been an inspiration as well. I mean, I know you talk about Michael Jackson. He was all for that for sure. But looking at this, um, what I loved about listening to when it broke out into the chorus was I was expecting it to be, you know, it's chaos and it's just terrible. It's a mess. But actually, um, because me, I think about chaos and I, I, I panic. I might go to bed. I don't know, you know, and and I'm thinking, but you, it it just took me into. You see chaos; it's so beautiful. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, really? Okay, you know. And when you see it in the right way, mm-hmm. in the yeah. right way, okay. Well, thank, you. thank you for recognizing that. That's yeah, beautiful. absolutely. No. Chaos is powerful, you know, and the difference is, you know, it, it's it's just wonderful. So it's it's really surprising to go in that direction, and very oh. needed, very needed. Much. We uh, recently went to the Star Wars celebration convention <laughs> in Los Angeles, ah. and Eric forked over a whole bunch of dough to put me in the new ACM mask. Right. And we've been trying. We've been honing the way I should look as the part of our of our experience. Yes. From, from a mask that just went on my face to a helmet, which I couldn't see out of, to this now prosthetic. You know, picture uh, which is yes. on the, which is on that album cover. Yeah, and that was an artist rendition rendition that right. we sort of uh, made the mask for ACM from. Mm. Yes, uh, yes. We I found, did want we to... found, but when we were performing, like everybody mm. forgot to mention, we performed at Celebration. Yes, yeah, songs from it. But when we were performing, we found out that that because he has that prosthetic on. <laughs> Yep. his his lips and his mouth so it sounded yes. like someone through a mask so we have right. to redesign that instead mm-hmm. we're probably going to keep the prosthetic for his head but we're going right. to make his facial features be blue and maybe have gills or something like that so it doesn't block his mouth so you when he sings you could hear him so <laughs> it's evolving but we're going to get it right this last time so okay i mean yeah. uh, uh, when i saw the video i saw it i was like uh? <laughs> i thought this is <laughs> This is different. Okay. You know, there's an alien singing. But of course. <laughs> but he's wait. singing. He's singing, like, he's singing like he belongs here. What's going on with this? Is that how they sing on planets? Yeah. He does belong there. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's your message. And the whole message is that. And But I couldn't help wonder who was underneath the mask, actually. 
Oh. I was um, because, of course, Eric, you're there, aren't you? You're there on the keyboard. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And you've got what? What city is behind you? You've got the city behind you. Where is that supposed to be? The setting? I believe that it was somewhere in the Middle East. I think. Oh, I have it? To look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I have to look it up. That's, right. the, second, that's the second video he's done from uh, the album. Yeah. The, the first one was more uh, space. Cantina. Yeah, it was in a Star Wars cantina. The first song. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, which song are we talking about? That one with that one. The Star yeah. Wars cantina. That one's called uh, "Proud of It." Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Do you know what I love about that? I don't know. I'm, it's just ever so funky, isn't it? It's real funky. It's a <laughs> it funky, funky little wiggle it, jiggle it, wiggle it. Hey, Mace. Yes, ACM. Did I ever tell you the time I was abducted by an alien? No, you didn't. Well, this alien had eight arms, three eyes, and two hearts. But boy, he could play the band. <laughs> He took me way out into outer space, turned to me and said, you know, there's something I really love about the human race. What did he love? He said, I really love the way they... The uh, way they wiggle it, jiggle it so proud, and let their bodies be. The way they wiggle it, jiggle it so proud, and set the spirits free. Oh, yeah. The way they wiggle it, jiggle it so proud, and let their bodies be Oh yeah The way they wiggle it, jiggle it so proud And set their spirits free You know, he had eight arms, three eyes, two hearts And he could play the band Wow, yeah Eight arms, three eyes, two hearts And he could play like no other man He said, once I get started, I just can't once I get started, I get so hot. Once I get started, I got to rock, 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 rock. Wow, yeah, yeah, You got to wiggle it, jiggle it so proud and let your body be. You got to wiggle it, jiggle it so proud and set your spirits free.
I guess I was thinking of kind of uh, what's that great band, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know that sort of yeah. stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. yeah. of the lyrics? Our next, our next music video actually is called uh, is the uh, title of the album "Trust Yourself." It's the next one coming up. So. Is that? Oh, that's actually going to be a song as well. That's Trust yourself. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it, right. that's going to be the next release after this. Okay. Right. So, it, has this been released yet? Then. Has it? The album's been released. Yeah, it's yep. available. It's the album's called "Trust Yourself." Yep, and it's available everywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's fabulous. I love it. Um, what's some of the words here? I love the eight arms, three eyes, and two hearts. You know, <laughs> I was th- I, you know, you say these things, and, and I'm picturing them, and I'm picturing kind of like. Yeah. Sort of uh, like an octopus almost, you know, playing the drums or something. I'm thinking this is sure. just sure. mad. It's yeah. mental. You know, yeah. um, did I ever tell you the time I was abducted by an alien? I just love the play on this. I just think it's You know what's so funny yeah. about that? <laughs> Mel, if you think about it, we think of being abducted. <laughs> thought about an alien being abducted by another alien. There you go. There you go. I like the twist on this. Yeah. I'm loving the twist. On. I love the play on that, this alien. And it's really, you know, you can have fun with it. You're having fun with it. But there is some seriousness to this too. Yeah. There, there is a serious message in, in, in this, actually, yeah. you know. And you're talking about the hey, human race. Hey, mm-hmm. mate, did I ever tell you about the time I was abducted? <laughs> An alien being abducted. You don't think about that, right? You think it's that I ever tell you about the time I had, I abducted a human? No, he's the one that got abducted. So I love that twist, yeah. So in terms of your plans and your future, I mean, I've got loads of different questions and stuff, you know. I mean, okay, what about live performances? Are you doing any live performances? Any plans for that? Uh, we, we definitely, we definitely are, are down for it. We're talking with uh, hmm. uh, the agents and managers over and maybe oh, do lovely. something next year over. And in fact, we might, uh, the Star Wars celebration next year is in London. Oh. So we'll, hopefully we'll be performing there. Okay. Our third, our third, our third album should be coming out around that time. And yep. there's actually a song on that album. Uh, called uh, the Magic Hand Dance, which is you know the Baby Yoda, you know from uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. It, yes, it's based on him, and it's called and he and Buddy sings and says, "Do the Baby Yoda Magic Hand Dance." So because you can dance, and you know it's a fun, that's a funky song too. So wow, okay, that sounds yeah, great. Eric does a podcast, yeah, all for sci-fi, all for right. sci-fi. And at mm-hmm. the end of his podcast, he takes mm-hmm. the Baby Yoda doll. And he goes, look at the baby Yoda dance, right? And so <laughs> out, out of that, I think some of your fans uh, asked you to write a song for it. Is that yeah? They, yeah, they kept saying, this should be a song. This should be a song. And I said, okay, well. And so we want to get this release, this video mm-hmm. done. And it released around the time the Mandalorian season three comes out. And hopefully we could perform it next year at Star Wars Celebration in that's London. I believe it's in April next year. Okay. So uh, that's our goal. And then yeah. also do like a mini tour of Europe during that same mm. time frame. Lovely. We're trying to set that up right now. So so you cool. definitely do have plans basically for, yeah. for pushing this forward. This is fantastic. So exci- You must be so excited of about course. this. Perform, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Buddy, how do you feel about it? I love it. No, yeah. I, I uh, I'm at a point in my life where mm. I can travel and I enjoy it. Mm. Uh, Eric and I, we enjoy each other's company. And mm. um, 
it's just great to hang out with a good friend. And yeah, what better thing to do than be performing music? You know. Well, hello. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hello. hello. So now, when we get there, we're going to have to get together and have some tea and crumpets, I suppose. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Or a glass of wine. I mean, I'm kind of more that in that way, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I traditional on that. But uh, if you uh, if you have any thoughts or ideas on where we might uh, do something like this right now, yeah. because. Because okay. of the, um, I think because of the dynamics of the tracks that Eric's creating, mm. we have to, in order to do it, it properly in a, you know, a, a, it would have to be a large arena with a large backing force behind. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And so now, for now, we're doing this uh, sort of like uh, with a, with the tracks and, yeah. and sharing yeah. experience with people. It's yeah, funny. we. I mean, we would do it similar to like Calvin Harris or someone like that. You mm. know, our DJs. And I'll be singing live and, and also I'll be playing live, probably playing the solo parts and stuff like that. Mm. That'd be a good way to do it. So, Mm, mm. yeah, it's great. I can see it being very successful. I mean, because obviously, you know, you're you're coming from, let's, I'm going to talk to Eric just for a minute about your past with Star Wars. I mean, because obviously you're carrying all of that, which must've been a very important time in your life. That must've been so important. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely like, you know, a Shangri-La moment. It was like pinching myself mm. all the time. You know, Star yeah. Wars was a big, big thing even back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. how old were you? Because we're talking about, I'm very interested also in the mental health and the well-being of child stars, because right. uh, I don't know if you you know about a little bit about my background. I'll just tell you really, really quickly, but I am a singer-songwriter. I started okay. at the age of 12, so I've been doing this a very long time. I'm still writing got some really nice songs in the pipeline, sort of contemporary classical, but I've got a mix of other stuff as well. I went into rock and pop as well. So I've got all of that, but I understand when you're, there's something different about the child star, you know, we talk about Michael Jackson and how he suffered actually as a child star and how many did. And I guess actually, Eric, I was really wondering, I just wanted to ask you what it was like being this child star, child star actor, you know, it was a great experience. Were there any difficult times within any obstacles that you had to get, get past, get beyond? I mean, how, how was it? What was the experience like for you? When you well, were doing I mean, this, well, I mean, I took I took it very seriously. My craft. Mm. In fact, what got me the role was I did this monologue that George Lucas saw, where yeah. I was doing this emo- I was this emotional wreck, and I have the original audition that got me the part because they gave it to me. Mm. It's on my YouTube channel. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely it was a lot of work, yes. and it for a kid to be working that hard, even though I'm fifty years fifty two years old now, I don't think I ever worked that hard on anything else ever because I was that particular role I was on set every day I was in fact they had wrapped everybody and I was an actor on set the last day of filming even with George Lucas and some extras so I worked every day uh I was up for the challenge um I think a lot you talk about mental health Mm -hmm. I think that it depends on the parent your parents Mm -hmm. and your upbringing and that's why Mm -hmm. some child stars end up getting into trouble later because they never really had parents that monitored what they were doing, making sure they were being a nice guy. Like my dad would sit me down every day before we started working mm. and say, he would remind me, son, yes. what are you going to do today? I go, I'm going to do great. I'd say, I'm going to kick some ass on my work. You know, mm. he goes, no, you forgot one thing, son. Mm-hmm. What, dad, what? And he would repeat this every single day. 
you're also going to be a nice guy to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, of course, yeah, I'll be a nice guy. You're going to mm-hmm. treat people to respect. It's yeah, all the upbringing. It yes. really is. And so mm-hmm. if you're brought up the right way, instead yeah. of having, my dad was there. He was very present. Mm-hmm. Some house stars, their parents, uh, they get talked into letting them have handlers deal with them. And they're, they're just there for a job. And, and the child star will walk all over them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was in the industry at that time. So I yeah. was, I knew a lot of people like Corey Feldman. He was younger mm-hmm. than me. I knew Drew, mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore and all of yeah. them. I mm-hmm. stayed away from that stuff because of my parent, mm-hmm. my parents. I, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't go to those parties and do drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew all those people that, you know, and I could see certain situations where I could have got caught up into stuff, but because mm-hmm. of my, my father and the way he mm-hmm. raised me, I didn't go there. So I think Very. that has a lot of, if you're talking about the mental health and yes. when you're a kid, you mm. can get influenced and talked into doing things all the time. Of course. Uh, that's why parents need to be present if you mm. want your kids to be actors. Yeah. And to yeah. stay healthy. To stay healthy. Yeah. 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 Vital. I remember uh, Eric's father was constantly there taking him to his auditions, taking mm. him to his performances, taking him to his lessons. And right. so uh, even though his dad was working, God, 80 hours a week, he was in, uh, he was in the uh, internet business. Or the, yeah, he, was, he was a programmer analyst for Sunkist. Okay. Yep. He mm-hmm. still managed somehow to always be there for Eric whenever mm-hmm. he, whenever he yeah. was. Yeah. 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 That very presence parents it was a single father because my mother mm-hmm. died when i was six years old so i'm sorry to hear Great. that yeah well i mean I, it's been a long time but uh god yeah. bless her soul but she wasn't mm-hmm. able to be here but oh, he man. stepped up to the plate he raised his mm-hmm. kids and mm-hmm. then he got married again later after we were mm-hmm. all raised Good yeah for him. he's 85 Wonderful. still around so still around yeah Oh, lovely. How fantastic. It's interesting because you kind of ticked the next question, which was the support system, because I'm looking at the support system as well. And it feels like you had that support very much so from your father. And that is really, really important. And I guess it's just to remind you also that it's a movie. It's um, it's an act. You're in a role. And to also be a kid afterwards as well, to yes. kind of encourage those kiddie activities go and be a child go and be that you know this is the thing about when you're you know child development I guess you know I think that's important it feels like you had all of that and I did I did I was heavily Mm. into sports I played baseball I played football yeah 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 yeah. great so and you buddy mix let's look at you a little bit let's look at your background okay so let's look at your background do you have a background in um the theater am I right in thinking Yes, you know. Tell me, funny. tell me about that. I uh, Vir, uh, Virgil Fry was a, an acting teacher for uh, Eric Walker, and one day I went up there and introduced myself to Virgil Fry as a voice teacher, and he immediately was on the phone with Eric and said, "Hey, Eric, you want to take some singing lessons?" And Eric said, "Sure." And so we got together doing that. Well, I also learned about Virgil Fry, and uh, fast forward a few years, Virgil calls me up and says, "Buddy, I've got this guy. His name is Christopher Barnhart, and he wants to write a musical. Would you like to do the music?" So I, uh, you know, I'd never really considered doing an entire work like that. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, my ex wife Max Hamilton Mix and I, we started working on a script, uh, uh, a play with uh, mm-hmm. Christopher and mm-hmm. we call it a little meditation mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, there's 21 pieces on that uh, on that musical. Uh, it was a big, big challenge for me because I'd never taken on something quite as broad as that. And so mm-hmm. I was nervous about it. I didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of confidence in doing it, but we got it together and we ended up, and uh, we ended up, I ended up getting an award at the Hollywood Roosevelt Theater for Best Music Director from the NAACP Theater Award Committee of Hollywood. Wow. Down to that production. Fantastic. Which was a big, big, big surprise. So it's yes. a very rare thing to have that award on your wall. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. And then later mm. on, after I moved here to North Carolina, mm. uh, the acting director for that uh, musical, A Little Meditation, called me, and he asked me to write another musical. Mm. Only it's supposed to be a little vignette thing real quick and easy. That took me a year and a half. And mm. It's called Dragula. Okay. And it's about a um, a vampire who's gay that takes over the Bron Castle and takes over Dracula's uh, <laughs> heritage. Only his name is Dracula. It's Love a it. very, very funny, funny piece. <laughs> and this young couple comes in. Uh, now, I didn't write the storyline, but I was inspired by it to write the music. And it gets yeah. very serious in the middle of it because Dracula uh, transforms into a human and then he transforms back into a vampire. And as he's transforming back into a vampire, he's he's reminiscing and, and, and missing the feelings that humans have as he's, you know, it's like, I, you know, I just, I got to touch being human again and I, I missed mm. it so much. And now I have to go back to being a vampire. So there's some really nice moments in it that sort of look into um, a psychological, right? Yep. A psychological, therapeutic, um, mm-hmm. uh, internal view of mm-hmm. what yes these people become. Yes. And so that was an interesting challenge, and we ended up doing that at the Los Angeles Theater Festival, right? And, and uh, we won uh, best new musical from the Los Angeles Theater Festival. Uh, currently, I'm working on a, a music video with Daddy Andre that mm-hmm. we should be releasing soon, and uh, I'm looking forward to our my next album with Eric. So it's it's been a good year. Oh, it sounds fabulous! Sounds you're so busy, both of you. You got all these <laughs> things going on. How do you manage to to you know your time? I mean, and switching from one thing to another is that something that kind of comes naturally. I mean. You know, when it comes to working on one project, going on to another. And- you know, for me, like you, mm-hmm. Mel, I've been writing songs for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And when I meet someone, you know, not meet, but, you know, knowing Eric and, and hearing these fantastic soundtracks that he came up with, mm-hmm. it's very inspirational. And as you get used to writing, it seems to, for me, it seems that now I write, things come out of me because I've had enough experience now to where I can sort of juggle the concepts and the images in my mind and create a a metaphysical journey for people to experience while they're listening to the lyrics, which Mm. is what I like. And I like double entendres. You know, I like words that you could mean, you know, you have to wiggle it, jiggle it, uh, be proud of it. You know, (laughs) it's a naughty little song, but it's true. You know, we want to just be free. 
That's what I was just looking. So, yeah, I sorry, I just wrote out some of the lyrics of that. And it's funny, you were talking about that Dragula, the experience going into the human experience, actually. There's a bit of similarity coming out in this one as well on yeah. being on the human race. So you've almost sort of like it's that that it feels that that's quite important to you, you know, that that human, the human experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've had yeah. a lot. I, I've, I've delved into metaphysics for mm. a good part of my life. And it's, right. been a real, it's been a real source for my lyrics. Mm. The concept of chaos was from uh, a metaphysical guide named Lazarus okay. uh, who discussed how chaos is a beautiful concept. So it was, it's really, uh, it's fun for me to take the mm. things that I've studied and learned. Lovely. Way and, yeah. yeah. And apply them to the music that yes. Eric has written. So yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. And people, you know, that's like wonderful. especially honored that you uh, yes. really, you know, contemplated what chaos is about and how mm. it made mm. you twist and kind of go, what? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I never thought of it. Exactly. Makes me very, makes me very nervous. Well, I'll get anxious, you know, with chaos. <laughs> I need to leave, you know. But what, what I love is, yeah, you brought in the beauty of it. Um, no, but I'm all for that, you know. It's like when you do lots of reading, especially if you're looking at, like, philosophy or if you're looking at – I mean, I'm very into, like, the universe, the laws of attraction, spirituality and things like yeah. that. So, you know, so the human experience, but I'm looking at the spiritual, soulful experience as well, living in the human body, you know, and um, and you, you read the works. I don't know if you've heard of Wayne Dyer or Louise Hay. Um, yes, yes, motivational sure. authors, motivational speakers. Sure. Um, my study was person-centered counseling with Carl Rogers, and that was his humanistic counseling. And it is just so amazing, you know, when you're looking at um, the core conditions for the perfect growth-promoting climate for someone's well-being, which is empathy is there. Empathy is number one. So it's empathically communicating. It's really important. And I think you can do this through music as well. You know, can, so I, can, I, can I take a moment to do a, mm -hmm. a self-serving pitch here? Because you mentioned, you know, the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. uh, well, out of that concept, I created attraction wear, which okay. is clothing that you wear to attract joy, love and abundance into your life. And so I have a clothing line called attraction wear, which is the hat here. You know, isn't that funny? Yeah. And I put, I put on this glittery top. I don't normally wear glitter at this time in the evening. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, hilarious. I think, I think not only do you think, not, not only is it mm. your thoughts that empower you when you, mm. uh, which for me has been a journey because mm. I, I haven't always uh, been as awake to this concept of the law of attraction. Mm. I'm still, you know, finding myself going in and out of it. So mm. it's, it's a it's a life journey to get into the yeah. the value and the truth of the law mm. of, of of attraction. And so mm. by by creating this clothing line, mm. I remember the first time I put on my hat, which is money in the bank, I was uh, you know riding around in the car and feeling like you know money was pouring into me. You know, oh, so, lovely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, that, that was sort of a a little yeah no. Little splurge there into that mm. realm. That's in the law of attraction, and yeah. that that too is what Eric and I are doing with this character ACM. Yeah. Okay. We're trying. He ACM has come to Earth, and um, being from sort of an advanced uh, solar system, Sirius, and all of that, mm -hmm. 
and finding Eric, he wants to, you know, help human beings uh, evolve. Mm-hmm. And in the process, he ends up evolving, evolving yes. because mm-hmm. he starts to experience different emotions that they don't necessarily have in his galaxy. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And how do you feel, Eric, about all of that? And where are you at with the laws of attraction and what you want, you know, to put out there? How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, there's been plenty of books written about that, of course, mm. and everybody's ideas about that. Um, yeah. Well, I've, we if you didn't have the laws of attraction, you know, no one would be attracted to anything. So <laughs> they're, obviously they're one of the most important things out there um, as far as that goes. Um mm. Going back to what you're saying, how do you juggle all this stuff? How do you do mm. all this stuff? Um, tenacity. Just get the work done. You right. know, just do do the work. That's yeah. that's all you could do. And yeah. I, as we as Buddy was saying earlier, talking mm. about my father and how he used mm. to raise me and do go work a full time job and work mm. overtime. I I have that workaholic mentality from my dad. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I'll I want to work all the time. I mm-hmm. find my greatest joy when I'm composing a song and mm-hmm. putting the pieces together and trying something new and a different sound. And mm-hmm. I recently discovered this uh, this new company that does all these sounds uh, for uh, one of the programs I use. And I just got 42,000 new sounds. So I'm excited about that. To mm-hmm. So it's going to take me a while, but yeah, that's what gets yeah. me like like Eric's dad was devoted to raising his son. As an artist, you have to be devoted to what you're doing. You, yes. have, to really, you have to really want to. You have to devote your time to mm-hmm. it and then develop. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. These ideas don't necessarily just happen. They don't. Mm-hmm. In life experience, like Buddy's saying, he's more awoke and he's had more life experience. Yeah. You know, I the, my 20-year-old self, it's like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I might not have been a very friendly guy at 20. Mm-hmm. I know that I didn't want to get married. It's not that I wasn't a nice guy. My dad mm-hmm. was be a nice guy. So that's kind of a mm-hmm. stupid statement. But um, <laughs> but you were I, cocky. You were cocky. You were, you were confident. I was, co- I was co- co- confident. My yeah. wife has changed me because uh, okay. we've been married. This year is our 20th anniversary. And Congratulations. She, thank you. She taught mm-hmm. me how to listen. She taught me how to listen. She taught me how to be calm. <laughs> All kinds of things that, you know, to me, I'm like running, wanting to run a hundred miles an hour. Mm. And it's, uh, so mm. I, and I'm glad I didn't get married when I was 20 because yeah. I have growing to do. Yeah. So, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my yeah. journey. And I waited, mm. I knew if I got married in my twenties, I would have been to being divorced. So that's yeah. why I waited till I was older. So, yeah. Well, that was smart. I mean, was that sort of like a conscious decision? Or Absolutely. It, it was a conscious decision. Absolutely. I knew mm-hmm. I was immature and right. uh, I, yeah. I knew I was going to change and I needed to calm down. And yeah. I, I was, I've just been very lucky to have people, uh, mm-hmm. no matter how big I think I am on that pedestal, because I was in Star Wars, I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by people that will bring me back down to earth. And I, mm-hmm. I love that because I want to be oh, a better yes. Yeah, you have to keep your feet on the ground. Have to, have to, have to. Well, now, uh, Francesca was the one that introduced us. Yes. Nice. And yes. she's over there in uh, Switzerland or Sweden, Eric? Isn't she uh, Switzerland? I thought Switzerland. she was Switzerland. Yeah. She goes to Greece yeah. a lot um, yes. as well. The tr- the what, tr- a lovely, what a lovely soul. Yeah, she is. She is someone and I've known 
Yeah. So you were going to say something, buddy. What were you going to say? Yeah, I'm sorry. But uh, as we were starting to write the Trust Yourself album that we're discussing, Francesca said, buddy, would you please uh, write positive songs because the world needs to hear positive. Yes. Oh, songs, she's so right? lovely. Yes. And that was a big challenge for me. Yes. But yes. I'm really glad she said that because I That's really because did. Buddy wants to write love songs all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. No. Oh, bless you. That's okay, cool. Is there I, anything wrong with love? No. No. It sounds like you're quite. Are you a romantic buddy then? Oh, are you yeah. sort of more? Hey, than you are. Hey, Eric just mm. wrote a song for his wife okay. uh, for the 20th anniversary. So you talk about oh. romance. Oh, he's not exactly a cold fish, you know. So, ah. yeah. Love, is, love, is, love yeah. is in the air, and I don't think it's gone yeah. out of style. So that's yeah. true. That's a great lyric. You can even write that in a lyric. It's not going out of style, you know, <laughs> and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's absolutely great. You know, it feels like you complement each other. You know, you've got some different personalities here, both of you. You know, you're both different personalities, but you've got that common ground, that love for music, and the music blends so well. Um, you know, and, and it's really interesting to hear about your motives, you know, with your music. Um, you know, when I think about that, you know, when I, if I ask you what does music mean to you, you know, is the function, the benefits, um, does it bring you satisfaction? Is it all about giving out a message? Is it a mix of it? Is it therapeutic? What does it give you making music? Eric? I would say it gives you all of those. Okay. I mean, it's, it's about, it's, uh, it's, an, it's a way to escape for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 depending on whether it's a love song or it's a song about heartbreak, it, it conveys emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, helps people. It is very therapeutic, like you said, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also could be uplifting. It could be about mm-hmm. joy, and uh, it's it's everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, I one I once had a phrase about uh, even telling jokes because I used to do stand up comedy about how. Uh, but I but I, I also say say it this way: music is the way music is the way to true love and happiness, and just like laughter is too, as well. Mm. It's it uh, it does everything you said, mm. and that's what I want our music mm. and our message to be. It's it's a yeah. way for everybody to just um, mm. get whatever they want to get out of it. Mm. Mm sort of a two-way situation really you're putting yeah. out your message and and, the, and it's receiving they're receiving it and then they're feeling it hopefully they're feeling that as well obviously and it's interesting you talk about that conveying emotions you know but we're talking about uplifting i've heard actually people who as a therapist I've been, i work with a lot of a range of difficulties and one of them is depression Okay, there's a lot of depression. Currently there's loads of depression um yeah. you know the way the world is at the moment and some people, and I'm talking like the younger people, I'm talking like 25 to 30s, you know, mid 25 up to mid 30s. And they say that they actually enjoy listening to depressing music because it, it okay. which is interesting. So it's kind of important in a way to kind of keep making that, that stuff because it has a function. Sure. And yeah. the fun, you know what I mean? It's interesting. I, I would see that, I would see that as the potential inroad to, uh, delving into that sort of mm. depressed feeling mm. and then just dropping a little crystal of light in there to help sort of yes. explode that energy of depression mm. into something lighter and, and happier. Mm. Um, and so, mm. you know, that, that would come with mm. whatever 
what the topic was at the time. Okay. But Eric's right. I, I also feel that music is very therapeutic. Yes. I, uh, I did a piece when I heard about hemi-sinking the brain that actually takes the two lobes of the brain and it reconnects them. Oh, and, wow. uh, now there's a lot of that music out there, but what, what happens is you put two altered sounds, uh, pulses uh, on mm. either ear, and it, at just a, a semi-quaver of, of difference in tone, yeah. and the brain literally inside your skull mm-hmm. con- connects those two sound waves. So one might be a little higher, a little lower, then all of a sudden they just come together. That mind and body relax into a whole different frequency instead. So that, yeah. music, has, music has therapeutic potential. That's really very interesting. Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, definitely, definitely. And you talk about therapeutic. You know, I hear a lot of your stuff, Eric, you know, the um, – Tangier Dream and all of that stuff there. I, f- I found it very therapeutic, actually, listening to that. I mean, was that your intention when you wrote all that stuff? Was that your intention? Well, I mean, to I, I mean well, my intentions is, uh, depending on the song, uh, mm. there's a message between, between them, and that's you can only get that by the title of the track, under, and then mm. I could explain what the track is, if you what mm. my intention each track is. But I mm. was very influenced by a group called Tan- Tangerine Dream. Okay. And all heard of them are Jean-Michel Jarre, very okay. famous, or Vangelis. So those, those, I, I grew up listening to that music as well uh-huh. as listening to the American music where, you know, yeah. you got Earth, Wind and Fire, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. or Parliament Funkadelic. I'm mm-hmm. a big George Clinton fan. So that's right. where my funk side comes from. Yeah. Um, and, Aaron. uh, by the way, Eric is very funky. You should yeah. see him dance. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. <laughs> great stuff. So basically, I mean, you've, I, I take it, you know, when we talk about when did you start music? I mean, Eric, let's look at you for one minute. You were an actor, okay. a child actor. You were doing all this stuff. When did you actually start to think about becoming that musician? I mean, how old were you? That started when, that started in high school. Okay. I, I went to the. I was still an actor, and mm-hmm. I started studying with Buddy vocal lessons. But I mm-hmm. went to the to in L.A. They started a new type of school called the L.A. County High School for the Performing Arts. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. brand new school. And since then, Josh Groban's been there. Uh, Fergie, Corbin Blue, Anthony Anderson was in my class. A bunch of famous other mm-hmm. actors and musicians. Okay. Uh, and what we would have this big long lunch break. Because mm. we would uh, do our arts classes in the afternoon and our general education in the morning. So I'd have a two hour lunch break. And a lot of the people in the music department, I was friends with them. Mm. Buddy knows one of them named Irwin. So um, well, I would go down to the mute piano rooms and I would start playing. And I would say, I would really like to learn how to you know play the piano. So some mm-hmm. of them were very skilled because they were in the music department. And they started teaching me. Mm. And I'd go down there every lunch hour for an hour and play on the piano for three years. And then I finally convinced my dad to buy me my first synthesizer around that time. I think it was a D50 or something like that. Like, yeah, way back when they had uh, analog stuff. And I started playing around with that. And then I kept saying for years, I want to start a new group or do something like and and I had a friend named Corey Patrick Brown who was in music and he wrote Mm. and other people. Yeah. Um, and uh, I kept trying to get him to start this group, just instrumental uh, stuff. Okay. And then he, then uh, I, we, it just didn't work. 
for whatever reason. Right. And years went by and then suddenly he passed away and we never started that group. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to re- start releasing my stuff. I've been writing for years. Yeah. And I took that as a call to, to have action yeah. and start releasing stuff. And that's when I did my first album, Tangier Dream. My second album is called Universal Delight. Mm. That, that album has a song on it called Pandora, which was inspired by the movie Avatar, the first one. Oh, so wow. That song, Pandora, you could think of okay. think about Avatar. My okay. newest album, uh, instrumental before working mm-hmm. with Buddy, I was up for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Brand New Day, and that's okay. my latest one. And then, but then I started working with Buddy on the with the uh, non instrumental stuff with the mm-hmm. lyrics and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna, ha- I have a, uh, I have another instrumental album coming out next year as well, mm-hmm. follow up. So, but uh, that's okay. another thing I'm working on. So, it's so yeah, exciting. Yeah. Eric is very, Eric's very prolific. He's not only doing that, he's managing to keep his uh, 20th anniversary at the top of his list and running, and running a business and coordinating a podcast, like I said, uh, you know, uh, all about sci-fi uh, yep. and, you know, going to trade shows like the Star Wars uh, yep. celebration, you know. I just uh, got back from Germany, actually. I was at FedCon in uh, Bonn, Germany. So oh, very was, cool. That was fun. Nice. A lot of the Star Trek actors like Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spinner. That was fun. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So it's interesting, you know, the actor musician. I would say there's a bit of an actor in a musician. There's a bit of a musician in an actor. You know, I just think they cross over. And it's just interesting to see how you started in life. But, you know, I even look at the pictures of you when you were you were a kid. I don't know how old you were in those movies. 14. Yeah. 14 right, okay. Yeah. Right. But you even had a look about you had a look about you that was sort of like a rock star, even in there. <laughs> there was there was something going on in the look, and I thought, oh yeah, mm, I can see the musician that's going to emerge. I can feel that. And it feels like it's like it, you transitioned almost. I mean, you kept some acting. You're still in the business, aren't you? In, in terms of the film, you're still di- you're directing, aren't you? Are you directing I, just I, a little bit? Yeah, I, w- I did mm. do, I directed a lot of documentaries mm. later and um, I've kind of mainly, my main passion is now the music. Yeah, uh, I can see. And I also have mm. a business that I run. I own a window company okay. in Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. So other than that, I mean, I would, I'd rather, my passion is music. I mean, yeah. really, that's where my heart lies. And, mm. and yes, I still have something in me for acting. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind get, coming back and doing uh, something, even if it's a small role. I recently got an, an agent, so I've actually been auditioning, which is kind of, I hadn't oh, really? done that in a while, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of the acting, but my heart is really in the music. Uh, yeah. or, I wouldn't mind composing for movies as well. So <gasps> That's what I want to do. <laughs> That's what yeah. I am doing. Yeah, it's a yeah. dream, isn't it, to do that? It's great. And what about you, buddy? I mean, you know, we're looking at like childhood stuff, you know, starting. Is this something my, you've been doing all of your life? My mother played piano. Okay, right. Uh, Mary Catherine Mix. And Aww. so um, at the time there was... Uh, you know, the musicals were very, very popular, popular like uh, Oklahoma and the South Pacific, and, oh. you know, some enchanted evening. And when Wonderful. when I when her friends would come over, she'd say, come on, honey, come on, come on, sing, sing for them, sing for them. And she'd play the piano. So uh, my father would take each of his four children to the music store when they turned five. Yeah. Uh, which was called Thurl's Music in downtown San Diego. 
we'd walk in the door and he'd say, okay, son, pick an instrument. You know? So I picked the saxophone and then I got lessons on the saxophone and ended up in a marching band with uh, uh, this very uh, prestigious and famous marching band called the Bonham, 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 Bonham Brothers. I can't remember it right now. At any rate, I uh, did some you know performances in parades around the city and around the state. Um, and that got me interested in music. Uh, mm. I, loved, I loved singing, but I had a lot of vocal issues. I had mm. a lot of vocal issues. I was born feet first with the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. Oh. So, <laughs> and they pulled okay. me out with forceps. In fact, oh. Eric and I did this bit one time about forceps anonymous. If you're a forceps baby, you need to call forceps anonymous and get help. <laughs> so at any rate, <laughs> uh, I think that affected my, uh, literally affected my brain. And mm-hmm. so uh, from there, I probably had uh, vocal issues that I had. Interesting. Very interesting. Very limited, very limited range, but I Mm. won some awards in San Diego because I worked with a very uh, prestigious uh, uh, singing coach, George Trevillo went on to Los Angeles. And when I got there, uh, I was um, really chastised by the singing teachers in Los Angeles for the Mm -hmm. the poor technical uh, aspects of my singing. Okay. So I went on this whole journey to discover, you know, what it was that they were talking about and, and literally changed my voice from a one and a half octave range to almost three octaves uh, by learning how to, you know, use this placement towards the, yeah, and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that whole part yes. of myself was a growth experience and mm-hmm. Coming to Eric now, at this point in my life, I feel mm. like I'm, I'm really vocally who I am, and I'm ready for yeah to just sing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Part, that of, right. part of the discovery of being uh, involved in music, uh, you know, you're you're somehow you get uh, introduced to it, you fall in love with it, mm. and then you've got to really hone it. You've got to really work on it. It's not mm. necessarily something you know that mm. people claim. Well, they've got talent, and that's it's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the natural talents that are out there, the Michael Jacksons and people like this, Mm -hmm. they've taken their instrument seriously and have studied Mm -hmm. how to make it better. So, yeah, you do have that natural desire, but you have to devote yourself to the training. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully at the end of all of that, you come out Mm -hmm. with something that's unique and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. you got to do the work. I mean, Buddy and I go back so long. Uh, I when the, in the eighties, I compared Buddy's Buddy's voice sounded more like a Steve Perry. Mm. Now he sounds more like a David Bowie. So <laughs> his voice has matured. Yeah, and he's more comfortable in his voice now than he was yeah. then. But he had a very mm. rich Steve Perry sound back. Right, then. right. Uh, so it's yeah. just it's just however you feel in your yeah. journey in your life. Yeah, and it's about doing the work. I mean, yes, mm. do people have talent. Yes, they do, mm. but. Not the, even Michael Jackson or whoever, Whitney mm. Houston, all of them, they yeah. have the talent, so, but they but people don't realize they're doing the work. Of course. For example, I will, I've mm. seen Michael perform many, many times. Mm. Mm-hmm. He would at the end of two hours, he would he, he wouldn't even be out of breath, even though he was dancing for two hours mm. so because, because mm. he would run 10 miles a day exactly. to get into shape. Yes. Wow, so he could breathe, yes. breathe. Properly. Yes. So, I mean, it's all yes. about the work. People. Yeah, 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 because your body is actually the instrument for your voice as well. I mean, that's the thing yeah. I, that's the thing I miss as well. You know, I found that because I've not been doing any exercising. It's terrible. But when I was on form, 
just before I, I have my child, I have a nine-year-old now. So basically when being on, I noticed the difference, you know, when you're going to the gym and you're actually physically fit, it's uh-huh. that holding the breath and, you know, the stomach muscles are there and it's that control and, well, hitting the notes clean, you know, these sounds that are coming out clean, just going exactly where you intend them to go, you know, right. it's about changing uh, those sounds. So, yeah, absolutely. Florence Riggs invited me to uh, an evening with some singers because she had just discovered overtone singing. Okay. okay. Florence Riggs, Seth Riggs is Seth Riggs, Seth vocal Riggs. coach. That's his wife. Okay. Yeah. So- they had both started this whole technique that they had done. And she discovered this thing called uh, overtones and invited me for some reason. I don't know how it was that that came about, but I'm there. And she introduces me to this overtone thing, Mm -hmm. which really for me brought all of the lessons and everything together in this one, one expression of, of singing. And you can look it up online. While While I was in Africa, um, I had these kids uh, all around me for this documentary that Eric and I um, mm. are hopefully going to put together here called uh, Teach the World to Sing. And it came to me that I call this technique that I teach people the mosquito. Okay. <laughs> so okay. when you're when you're singing, you want to hear this little in the vocal mm-hmm. tone, which is mm-hmm. that uh, resonant or uh, that 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 oral field around the voice, mm. the overtone. It, there's very high tones are in there that add the richness and beauty to the voice. And yeah. you can discover that through studying the overtone singing technique. And it's really How fun. Interest, that's interesting. There's all these yeah. different techniques have been invented and I, yeah, it's quite interesting really, you know, um, I actually never had, no, I did. So I'm lying. I did have some vocal tuition only for nine months. And I had opera mm. when I was 14 years old. That was it. Mm. Everything else, I, I'm a real believer that doing live work, doing it live is where your schooling is. I'm a real believer in that. You know, if yes. you're going to really mm. hone in on your craft as an all-round performer when it comes to being a musician, I think it's important to get that, you know, to hold, hold the microphone, to have that eye contact, to actually have that interaction, to know when to move to the music, to know when to pause, to know when to turn your back on the people, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's all an act as well. It's about acting, but it's about learning that vocal projection as well. And I think it's your best doing it live. And that's where, how I did it, you know, the old fashioned way, basically. Right. Kids, kids today I, are doing it all on Spotify and just uploading stuff. Sorry, buddy, you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, I think the two critical moments too, for an artist mm-hmm. who's performing on stage is when they approach the mic and when they leave the stage, you're still yeah. performing, you know, and that, that, yeah. That moment, you know, yeah. that you yeah. stop. Just like in acting, which we learned, yeah. I think I, I no, I don't think that was with Virgil Fry, but I took a, an acting lesson over at NBC or something like that. And they said, you know, when the camera stops or when they say cut, you're not done. Hmm. Don't just go, oh, damn, that was, that, that was terrible. <laughs> you know, because they'll catch that on camera. Yeah, you, I know. you keep performing and then walk away <laughs> and then off camera go, oh my God. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At the point that you're leaving st- the stage, yeah. you're still performing. Yeah. And, and I think when you walk up onto the stage, one of my, because uh, I taught some vocal classes at uh, the singing store. Oh, uh, one of the things that I like to get students to do is walk up to the mic with confidence. And like you say, how you mm-hmm. hold the mic and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's very, 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 very mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you, have, you study the greats. I mean, you know, like Aretha Franklin or, you know, um, who, who have I looked at? Just great singers, Barbara Streisand. I mean, amazing artists who are perf- true performers and yeah. incredible, you know, and it's it's just this, this is where I think they're set apart, personally speaking. I think they are stars. This is star quality stuff. And I know you can learn. Absolutely, you can. But there is something about that charisma. There's something inbuilt as well in that, I think, mm-hmm. in them in particular. And you talk about it's funny because I deal with some young artists and, and a lot of young artists uh, in the making are going to be listening to this. So <clears throat> this is why it's quite important to talk about this as a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, about I've had artists who was mentoring somebody and they said, I've got no problem singing a song singing a song in front of people, no problem. But it's just that when it stops, I don't know what to say to people. Right. Um, and that's, uh, that's been an issue for me as well. Okay. Rece- receiving mm. the, um, at the applause or, or the compliments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because sometimes for a person, that talent, it just is, it's, you know, they think, well, everybody's mm. that talented, you know, what's so special mm. about me. Mm. But, you have to understand that your talent is influencing the resonance of the room, mm. influencing the thoughts of these people. You're, you're, you're giving your energy mm. to them while you're performing. And mm. so you have to recognize that when they applaud for you mm-hmm. and compliment you, they're giving you mm. their energy. Mm-hmm. So how you receive their energy is critical to making them feel recognized, feeling yes. loved, feeling appreciated. Mm. So yeah. by appreciating mm. someone who's telling you, wow, that was such a great performance, mm. you say, oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Thank you for mm. listening. Like here today in this interview saying, mm. yeah, surprised at it being beautiful, really sent you, it twisted your thoughts around that word. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you for that. That was beautiful. <laughs> that, you know? mm. um, so, mm. as uh, you know, as a performer, when you're done performing, you want to be sure that if the audience applauds, that you receive it, and you see that with these greats, right? They mm. like, oh, thank you, oh, thank you. You know, they just like, thank you so much. I appreciate mm. that, right? They're mm. they're letting mm. you, they're letting the audience, yes, yes. give back. Yes. And there's nothing that it's a sharing no of course not it's all part of it it's all part yeah. of it it's giving and receiving it's it's like a marriage you know i think anyway eric, so eric, i've seen eric at conventions mm-hmm. signing autographs for his fans and the way he talks to them it's very it's it, it's it's mm-hmm. not all encompassing and oh i love you and please mm-hmm. be my friend for life <laughs> but it's a moment of sharing of thank you yes here, mm. I appreciate it, you know. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to receive mm. the love that's being given to you. Yeah, being um, humble and being humble with it as well and being grateful. It's about being grateful as well, you know, showing appreciate. You're appreciating their – I think it's really important, you know, mm. because I'm a great believer of, like, keeping that ego in place, you know, in check, let's say, you know. Yeah. I think keep it, you know, really down to earth. But um, how do you feel about that, Eric? I mean, in terms of, like, what was that like for you, um, receiving compliments and signing autographs and – you know, being that star, well, how did, how did it make you feel? Well, I mean, yeah, it is kind of awkward, you know, mm. and it's nothing you, yeah, mm. no, 
I still don't get, I still am not used to it. You know, mm. 30 something years later, I'll go to a convention. Mm. But the one thing I do appreciate is, is uh, listening. And I like mm. to listen to their stories and yes. what the, like Caravan of Courage, what the Ewok movies are my character Mace meant to them. And, you know, them telling me, it just warms my heart that when they tell me, you know, you were part of my childhood. You know, your your movie was, you know, was we yeah. used to watch it. I'd wear the tape. My we 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 recorded it when it was on TV. Or in your case, in London, it was a movie called Caravan of Courage that was in a movie yes. theater. There. Yep. So right. you you guys got lucky. Uh, in America, mm. we only got to see it on TV. So, oh. but um, it's uh it's just uh, heartwarming. Um, again, you don't ever get used to it. I don't want to ever get used to it. I just want to listen and I want to be appreciative, mm. like you say. Mm. Uh, you know, who mm. am I 38 years later and you know, I'm signing an autograph and uh, it's I'm I, I just uh, I love, it's yeah. nice to meet people too and get to hear their stories and hear where they're from yes. yeah. and it's not yeah. the human experience that I and yes. I enjoy it that's why I enjoy going to conventions it's not about the money mm. for me because mm. uh, what I do uh, and and I don't publicize this uh, mm. but um I take my expenses out and then I donate the rest to charity to the uh, uh, children's starlight foundation out here. So I don't even mm. keep the money. So it's, mm. to me, it's not about that. Mm. So. Mm. That's wonderful. Well, again, it feels like it's down to that upbringing that you had, you know, that humble, it comes down to that. You were, you learned it the right way. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So that's what I encourage everybody to do. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, I think, I mean, it's been amazing talking with you and um, very exciting, uh, you know, with your new stuff. And uh, I'm going to be playing Chaos and I'm going to be playing the wiggly jiggly one. (laughs) So the the proud of it. Um, And um, yeah, I mean, what's your kind of parting message? What do you, is there anything you, do you have a message for people who might be listening or any fans or is there anything you want to say to them in terms of like, I mean, we've talked about your messages and your lyrics. I think you're saying quite a lot about, unity humanity and diversity is there any kind of parting message that you have just well i know i know when we do our our all for sci-fi show i always Mm -hmm. encourage everybody to do one act of kindness because i feel i feel if you do something nice uh it spreads and Mm -hmm. else will witness it and hopefully pay it forward and and make the world a better place i Mm -hmm. always encourage it it doesn't mean you have to give someone money it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to mow someone's lawn or, or take care of them it could you could simply pick up the phone and call mm-hmm. an old friend that you haven't talked to in 10 years and ask them how they're doing and have a conversation with them you might make their day brighter so i encourage mm-hmm. everybody to do mm-hmm. one act of kindness this week and make the world a better place oh god bless you eric that's a beautiful statement very very profound thank you for that buddy any parting messages well, uh, one act of kindness you could do, and this is yeah. uh, self-serving, because it'll help us. You know, uh, we need you as uh, fans and listeners mm-hmm. to please share the mm. work we're doing because we've been working on this for a long time. It's what we love to do. Uh, we're on YouTube, and if you sign up for our YouTube channel, that will help us because everyone that signs mm-hmm. up brings us closer to actually making some revenue to continue doing this. It's a very mm-hmm. difficult process mm-hmm. in a mission and an actor's life today to actually make any money at this mm-hmm. you know we don't, we don't make any money at this but mm-hmm. if you go if you go to youtube and look up any of the songs on mm-hmm. youtube and then subscribe to the channel it mm-hmm. gets us one close separate uh, one close one step closer awesome. to actually mm-hmm. receiving some of the revenue from the advertising that they do yeah or, 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 or you could uh, 
go if you have Spotify or mm-hmm. you have iTunes, mm-hmm. uh, any outlet that you have st- a streaming service, uh, subscribe to us there and play our music. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. create a playlist uh, that share the play- playlist with other with your other people mm-hmm. that like that style of music. If you like eighties music, you're going to mm-hmm. love our music. So fantastic, and that, and that would be the message for me for any fan of music because every musician every artist needs someone to listen that if you find other people that you like Mm. the way you can support them today is by going Mm. online and Mm. subscribing because hopefully if enough people do that they'll actually make a small stream of income to help support creativity Thank you. That is so amazing. Thank you so much. Two wonderfully humble gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Eric Walker and Buddy Mix. Absolute pleasure. And I really hope to meet you. Actually, in person would be great. We'll, have that, we'll have that tea in scone. Is that what we said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read about it in magazines. The news headlines and shadows.